0: I was told you were coming. So, who do you kill for fun around. If this girl gives him one minute of happiness, it is one minute yeah, too much. Baby. She's not angel anymore. I'm back. Jeez. I don't like vampires. I'm gonna take a stand and say they're not good. You like I okay? It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Uh, the ice cream bar is this way. Hello! Hi! Did you make a mess? I made a bit of a mess. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I boo-booed. <laughs> but I has beer now. You have beer. I could not be more relieved. Congratulations. I was, I was getting really, really antsy. I, I'm not pre liquored up enough, so we're probably going to have our beer break a little bit earlier. I'm I'm pre liquored up. I may even be the one who calls it for a change. I've been drinking most of the day. <laughs> Congratulations. So hello, this is Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. And today we're going to talk about episode two of season two. I have lovingly dubbed it Frankentits. No, I'm not sorry. I am. <laughs> That's why you're here. To apologize for me. Which could get you in approximately as much trouble. Uh, Yeah, actually. (laughs) No, this episode is called Some Assembly Required. Mm. Season two, episode two of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Coincidentally, also of Beer with Buffy. Who knew? Yes. Episode 14. Yes. We've done 14 of these. Oh, man. We've come so far. And you're still with us. It feels like a lot more than 14, though, doesn't it? I just have one question to pose to all of you. What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) You're still listening. Well, more importantly, if you guys could, like, let us know what's wrong with us. (laughs) Where do we begin? Like, we could use some insight. We have our own lists. oh yes we want to see yours yes (laughs) you know compare and contrast (laughs) yeah hey josh yeah rex how about a mom synopsis uh Ah, you weren't prepared this time gosh i i can't tell you how many episodes i immediately say shit i'm not prepared for that (laughs) it's well i probably could but i'm not going to because you're right i'm not prepared for that yeah. Um, See, that's why you need to listen to it at Fourth Coast, because it gives you time to think about it on the way here. So if any of you ever wondered where to stalk me specifically, <laughs> now you know. We can cut that out. <laughs> Joshua, are you going to your coffee shop again? I thought you didn't like it anymore, because it's not 24 hours anymore. No, Mom, it's just the only place that I can get some peace and quiet and watch my TV show. Would you like to know what's it about today, <laughs> Joshua? <laughs> what are you laughing at, Rex? I don't see you telling me what's going on in Buffy the Vampire that Slayer. That is not my job. <laughs> what are you even doing here? Now I have to feed two of you. <laughs> so... Why? Why is there a dead boy? Is he? Is he a vampire? Yes, mom. (laughs) That is the entire premise. Of everything, life, <laughs> life, the universe, and everything. Yes, his name is Forty Two. <laughs> no, there's a dead boy because his brother brought him back to life. He's apparently just an original goddamn Doctor Frankenstein, even though he's just a advanced placement science nerd at Sunnydale High School. It's Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for correcting me to 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 quote the the probably one of the best Frankenstein movies. You're interrupting my mom's synopsis. (laughs) God, you're barely going anywhere important. Drink more beer. (laughs) I was going very important places (laughs) and then I paid too much money for college. (laughs) So Now I do a podcast. That's that's getting off topic (laughs) Uh, about Buffy and beer. A little bit about beer with you. So, episode uh, "Some Assembly Required." Yes, shall we? We shall. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength, strength. Give, 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 give me more. Nights, nice. I shall give walk the earth. Hold on, you've got something in your Let's, Did you notice let's. that this is the first episode where they didn't have the overly dramatic random dude who we don't know who he is? I actually wrote that down, yes. Yep. it Giles is voicing it now. Yep. And it's so much better. It's lovely. They finally ditched that stupid voice. <laughs> Every now and again, there's a Slayer, <laughs> and <laughs> she's not as British as I am, but I am <laughs> also a librarian, and she's she's a teenager or something <laughs> so we open up on rugby god damn it. <laughs> we open up on the graveyard with buffy sitting on a gravestone waiting for a vampire to rise yep she's playing with a yo-yo because she's bored because apparently the vampire is taking too long angel comes up behind yep. her sneaks up behind her she's startled why a vampire slayer is not on her guard in a fucking graveyard, I don't understand. Uh, more importantly, she's upset that he wasn't yodeling. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, Buffy won. Angel zero. Uh, oh, oh. But Angel gets his points back right away. <laughs> uh, remind me why, Rex. I, my first quote of the day, actually. Go on. Buffy's like, oh, are you jealous? And he goes, "Oh, I'm not really jealous." And she's like, "Oh, it was just a dance." And he says, "Dance with danced with is just a really loose term. <laughs> Mated with might be a little bit closer." Oh yeah, he did say that. Oh, burned, damn. Yeah. And that is referring to the really horrendous sexy dance that, yeah. that she did for Xander last episode. There's like fucking four callbacks to that yes. in this episode. And you know what? Good. Yeah. Good. It was significant. There's a few there's a few moments, and I'll point them out as we come we come up to them, but there's a few moments where it's like there's some tension in the Scoobies. <laughs> what and I'm so grateful that there's tension in the Scoobies in the in this episode because there should be. So, you know what I've realized is that I only get the desire to do the Shaggy impression when you talk about the Scoobies. I'm doing air quotes on Scoobies. Yeah. So, uh, like you guys, <laughs> we've totally got so much sexual tension going on. <laughs> Scoob! <laughs> I'm just going to go wank it out real quick, you guys. Like, whoa. God. (laughs) Too far? (laughs) You always do. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. So there's this somewhat hilarious moment when they're arguing back and forth. And Buffy says, I didn't come here to argue. And the vampire chooses this time to show up. Yeah. And she's like, or no, I didn't come here to fight, she says. And then he pops up and she's like, oh, right, I did. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And she can't find her stake. She kills him with a broken shovel and the shovel vanishes. Oh, yeah. Like, as established as per last episode. And I still wish I kind of understood the mechanics of why the shit that you stab the vampire with gets disintegrated with them. You know, I can forgive that pretty easily for whatever reason. Whether you want to chalk it up to something mystical or a budget thing. I would like just a line as to, like, addressing it would be nice. Sure, sure. I'm more confused as to why newly sired vampires that are just crawling out of their graves... Immediately have to fight the closest person. The They're vi- not paying attention to you. Go away. Right. Yeah. He could have so easily escaped. But you know, hungry vampires yeah. stupid, whatever. So they kill the new vampire, and then Oh right. He walks away, and Buffy's like, What do you mean he's just a kid, by the way, talking about Xander? Yeah, and she are stomps you, off after him. Are you saying I'm just a kid? And I'm like, Well, um Yeah. Yeah. And she falls into an open grave. Yep. And figures out that it wasn't a vampire that rose out of this grave, this grave was dug up, and the bat the body was dragged away. Correct. Which considering with some of the weird shit that happened in this series so far, this grave robbing is actually weirder. It's one of the stranger things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but not stranger things. No. There are no I want to say gorgomels. Gorgorgonite Gorgonite Gorg- Gorgon Gorg- Gorg- Trouts. Um fuck I'm a D&D nerd I should I should know this Demigorgon 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 Thank I you. prefer de- uh, Gorgon trout shit <laughs> <laughs> So opening Sorry. sequence Yeah then the, then the opening credits and then library I absolutely fucking love this scene because they've hinted at having this scene before. Shit, this scene is so fucking dense. <laughs> I wanted to write down the whole thing. Oh, God, yes. But I couldn't. I I restrained myself and wrote down one quote from Xander. Oh dear. Um so let me at least let me get that. You can have the rest of the quote. Sure. Sure. But Xander and Buffy come into the library, and Giles is sitting there talking to a chair. Yeah. He's practicing asking out Miss Callender. Obviously doing that old bullshit trope where he's pretending, practicing that he's asking somebody out. But you know what? I've never done that. The thing is, though, I see Giles doing that. Like, of all the <laughs> the characters that I could see doing that, Giles definitely would do that, because Giles is about as big of a nerd as you can get. I'll take your word for it. I don't know. I've totally practiced asking someone else. Have you really? Yes. <laughs> but it was, mine was in my car when I was alone. Well, fine, still. I I mean, I run over that shit in my head, but I, I never feel like I would benefit from looking in a mirror or even just saying it out loud. Anyway, Xander quote. Yeah, so he goes into why it's a good idea to ask her out, and he says, she already knows you're a school librarian, so you don't have to break that embarrassing news to her. Oh, yeah, I liked that one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I enjoyed so many lines from this scene. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, so, one of the ones I got was, Buffy's like, you should probably leave out the idiot part, and Xander's like... Why? Kind of turns me on. (laughs) Buffy turns to him in dead pants. I fear you. Yes. I'm like, that's the proper response. Yes. (laughs) And you know what? It's about time someone responds to Xander properly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, those are not things that you should say, Xander. We've only been waiting 14 episodes. (laughs) So, and, uh, oh my God, they just fucking roast giles oh they do. right out of the gate so hard here and it's epic she buffy's like um you know don't use words like indecorous and amenable speak english not whatever they speak in uh england <laughs> so, that- <laughs> yeah well, that joke speaks and, for itself. And they're like, well, she's the only woman you've talked to. Obviously, you're going to ask her out. Add it all up, and it spells duh. Yeah. that's <laughs> what Buffy said. And they tie it up with, uh, <laughs> Xander tops it off with the cherry on top. Uh, now do we need to talk about the facts of life? Because uh, <laughs> you know that whole stork thing is a smokescreen. It's like, God damn it, stop it with all the clever. It's overloading. Dig this. Dig this. Sorry, you had to wait. Fire beheading. Hurry up, sweet dreams, sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams, oh, water, usual. Oh, yeah. I hit him. It's what? A desk. And then Buffy's like, Oh, Giles asks her how hunting went last night. And, yes. you know, she's like, Oh, it went fine, except I found an open grave. And Giles is like, another vampire? No, grave robbing. Must be a grave robber. And he's like, oh, that's very interesting. <laughs> and Buffy's response is, you mean by interesting, disgusting, and gross, right? Oh, <laughs> yes. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Fucking love, Giles. Uh, so Giles is like, uh, we need to get uh, Willow to turn on this computer and look up this corpse or something. And uh, so we cut to the hallway. Um, this fucking asshole oh is taking pictures God. right up in people's faces. Immediately, you're like, "That's a douche. Must be a bad guy." He may as well <laughs> have had rapist oh, tattooed yeah. on his forehead. Like, who would have thought there would have been another person who was way worse than Nice Guy Xander? Yeah, like know, Nice Guy Xander looks like the person you want to take to the prom compared to this. Seriously, guy. <laughs> like normal moments for Eric made Xander look saintly. Oh my god. It made nice guy Xander look saintly. Like, his whole demeanor and attitude for... I could see him walking up behind girls with his camera and, like, putting it up their skirt. Wow, I can't believe you thought of that just now, Rex. There's something you want to tell us? (laughs) No, I'm just saying that that's what... Like, him doing that, that's par for the fucking course for the kind of representation that he gives in the scene go on give us some more new ideas for eric other ways to make his character (laughs) more creepy (laughs) fuck you i am legitimately curious you're just fishing for ideas huh what dating that hard for you so in the next scene (laughs) willow is talking to this (laughs) newly introduced character chris yep about the science fair I didn't write much down from this. Yeah, I just they're wrote, just exchanging yeah. ideas and little quips about um, their science fair thing. Cordy comes up and uh, she's like, "I don't think anything educational should be required or whatever." <laughs> so I'm, and she's doing her science fair about a, tomatoes. Are they a fruit or vegetable? <laughs> yes, right. because she wanted something she could do in a weekend. And then Eric comes up and gets a picture of her. Gets a picture of Buffy chris is very clearly an apologist for him i don't know if you know much about photography but you do not want to stand less than two feet from your the fucking person Mm -hmm. that you're taking a picture from i think the biggest takeaway from this scene (laughs) is that uh well cordy was like oh my god what are you doing i am under fluorescent lights (laughs) and his response is oh it's for my personal stash or some shit Oh, the creepiest possible response. I was like, whoa. I think I literally threw my headphones down, and I was like, now's a good time for a bathroom break. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be right back. I need to wash my entire self. Let's all go to the lobby and take a steaming hot shower. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) I can't get it off. This intermission is brought to you by... Sandpaper on skin. Sandpaper on skin. The only way you're getting clean after that. We need merchandise for this now. <laughs> Eric's sandpaper. It oh, gets you through God. the day. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, good times. So... <laughs> Buffy shows up at the end of the scene, tells Willow the bat signal's up. Yeah. They got to go. So they leave. And <laughs> Ver- Cordy. F- verbatim. She actually yeah. says the bat and signal. Cord- and my favorite part about this is nobody questions anything. They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you must have to right? go. <laughs> oh, the bat signal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've got things to do. It's fine. <laughs> and Cordy follows them back to the library. Yeah. And this. They're, they're really starting to work Cordy into things. Yeah. I like that. And oh, this I love this bit because <laughs> yes. Cordy is going on about uh, she mentions asking Chris for help with her science project, but can't because it would be just too too difficult because of Daryl which is Chris's reminds older her brother. of Daryl. Yeah, New character, by the way. I thought at first it was the guy that died at the end of last season. Right. But no, it's some other guy that she knew that she was into that died. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And my favorite part here is she's like, I'm in pain. Can't anyone help me deal with my pain? <laughs> and just when she says that, Giles comes out from off screen. Pat, pat walks on the up to her And says, there, there. And pats her on the back in the most, like, <laughs> unempathetic way possible yes uh completely (laughs) condescending yes yeah exactly very condescending condescending but in a fun way they're there (laughs) (laughs) they find the girl that belonged to the grave really quickly because willow has the (laughs) coroner's office bookmarked yes excellent and they find out that this girl died with two other girls in a car accident, yeah. so they're going to go out and dig up the other girls' graves to find out if the bodies are there. Yeah. Did you catch what Buffy said about... It sounded like she said, how's your neck, talking to Willow. I, she said her neck. Yeah. I And I think what she was getting at was, how's her neck, was she bitten by a vampire? Oh, that makes so much more sense now. Um, I wasn't thinking vampire at all. I should be in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And because she's worried about it being a vampire, the grave robber is the second guess. Yes. (laughs) Okay. This is great because they're like, oh, we're going to go dig up some corpse. And they look at Cordy. Like, hey, you're going to help us, right? Right. And Cordy's like, I have things to do. To, oh, gosh, if I'd just known sooner that you were going to dig up corpses, I'd have canceled. Why does every conversation <laughs> with you people have to have the word corpse in it? Yeah, I'm really starting to enjoy Cordelia. Yes. Just in every way that they incorporate her. And she's slowly getting less of uh, pain in the ass and more of just another different... Interesting layer of the com- the comedy. Oh, and Xander had a fun moment. He was like, "So uh, we we'll meet at the graveyard. What nine ish? B Y O shovel." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. oh, he went there anyway. Hey, you got your steak, steak. Hey, you got your steak, 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 steak. So cut to the graveyard, right? Yep. Xander and Giles are digging. Yep, And Willow and fucking Buffy are sitting at a gravestone talking about boys. Talking about boys. This reminds me, how about that Bechdel test that we were talking about? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and not only... <sighs> okay, so... <sighs> no, they don't spend the entire time talking about Angel. They don't. They. You do get some exposition about who Chris is, who his older brother Daryl was. Yes. And how Daryl died. And it was a really, like, shitty situation, and Chris was really fucked up about it. Yeah. So just real quick, uh, Xander turns and says, hey, if you fems would pick up a shovel, this would go a lot faster. And she's like, well, I grew up believing that men dig the graves and women have the babies. I'm just old-fashioned like that. Yeah. Now, my take on that is you could get away with casual misogyny back in the 90s really easily. And nobody would bat an eye about it. And yep. I think they were just using that briefly, just as an excuse to free up some time so that Buffy and Willow could have some expository right. conversation right. while also getting the body dug up. I was thinking immediately, like, oh, they're, they must be taking turns digging. Right? Because only two people can dig properly in a grave-sized area. That makes good sense, though, And actually. they should have went with that angle. Absolutely. But no, they didn't. Yeah. And... hilariously though everyone is afraid of opening the coffin except buffy except buffy and they fucking cliffhanger us they did and it pisses me off because they obviously they they show the camera view is from inside the coffin buffy opens the coffin right and you see them all standing over it and this is actually a scene they use for the opening credits I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, you're right. Um, So just, I mean, but we know from watching the rest of the episode that the coffin was empty, right? Right. Yeah. But they leave that hanging. Yeah. And then they go to the parking lot where Cordelia is going to her car. She's going to her car. She's the last cheerleader to leave. And she drops her keys. And it does that stupid thing where she drops her keys and her keys somehow landed Further under the car all the than way, she could have dropped them. All the way under the car. Yeah. But while she's down on the ground to look for a key, she sees boots on the other side of her car. Yeah, I don't know if that was more Murphy's Law or a rift in the space-time continuum. Yes. Possibly both. Why not? Sure. Maybe Murphy's Law devised that there would be a rift in the space-time continuum. You know what? Shit, while we're looking for merchandise, there you go, kids. You get your very own rift in the space-time continuum. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) With the Beer with Buffy logo on it. How are we manage that? It's actually just a beer bottle opener. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it opens a rift
0: in the space-time continuum accessing your beer. Alcohol. <laughs> so but the boots on the other side of the car, they're definitely angels. Like, and I don't even know why specifically I'm like, oh, it's angel. Really? Because it didn't occur to me at all. It they didn't look like boots, they looked like dress shoes. Like a G-Man. They, they were biker boots. We're, okay. I'd I, have to, I've seen that specific style of boot before. I'll take your word for it. I'd have to look again. I know way too much about shoes. Okay. <laughs> and so she but runs into she the alley. She immediately bolts. Good on her. Yeah. Holy shit. Cordy is the one thinking here. And she bolts. For a minute. And the figure, who we don't know as Angel yet, mm-hmm. follows her down an alleyway. Come to find out, Cordy jumped in a fucking dumpster in, to hide. Into a dumpster, which is impressive for Cordy. Holy shit, yeah. Um, but then she Girl gives him- Girl knows how to survive. She gives him a whopping .08 seconds before she pops out of the dumpster. You wait five minutes. <laughs> At least. <laughs> you spend the fucking night in that dumpster yes! if you have to. I will I would wait till I just couldn't deal with being in a dumpster you anymore. cuddle up to the raccoons and the possums and the dead body that yeah, she subsequently the body, finds Yeah, no, body body parts that found her. <laughs> yes. It's apparently even yeah, severed she pops hands up grab try to grab Cordy's ass. She pops up and Angel of course is right fucking there. Yeah. And it's like, "Oh, it's Angel." And <laughs> the way he comes back. <laughs> it's just like, "Hey, didn't see there. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> just, and barely even like acknowledges before asking why she's in the dumpster. Like, oh, hey. I find people in the dumpster all the time. <laughs> hey, Cordy, I, it's a nice dumpster you got there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, oh, here, help me out. But something's caught. My sk- skirt is caught on something and it's a fucking arm. Severed a hand. It was just a hand, I think. I, they said arm later in Whatever. the next scene, but it doesn't matter. Body parts. Yeah. The Scooby gang gets back to the library. They checked both bo- both graves. Both bodies were missing. Uh, lovely awkward moment where Cordy is hanging off of Angel when yep. Xander and Buffy walk in and they all exchange pissy pleasantries. You know, when they dug up the other bodies, they Buried the coffins back. They closed the coffins. They filled the holes back in. Why didn't they do that with the third one? Maybe they ran away because Buffy showed up. I, I don't know. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. There's a few other little plot holes that I intend to poke in in, in these Necromancer's <laughs> plans. You don't do the giggities around here, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> I never get to get, do the giggities. <laughs> you never go full giggity. You do all the time. I I mean that's so in the next scene, <laughs> <laughs> so they were they were having pissy pleasantries. Yep, which I think that's something that doesn't happen nearly enough in polite society. Uh, purposeful right. pissy pleasantries. Yeah, seriously. Hi Rex, it's good to see you. Yes, I see that you weren't doing what you said you'd be doing at all. <laughs> that kind of shit. Call people out on their shit. You know, though, what the fuck, Angel? She's the vampire slayer. Maybe shit came up. Like, you can't possibly <laughs> expect her to just be like, oh, I'm going to be home tonight. And then stay there if shit, like, yeah. shit comes up for the vampire slayer. Why don't, why don't you get over your big, beautiful fucking self? Right? You douchebag. You're several hundred years old. You haven't had shit come up before. Yeah, with your big stupid George <laughs> McFly looking jacket. <laughs> the hell, it's not the fifties. Yeah, that's that wasn't the jacket you wore in the first scene. They're was really it? jumping around on the wardrobe in this man. <laughs> they really are. You, you mean besides me? No, I didn't ask. You, you mean be- you, you mean besides me? Do you believe? Do you believe? Do 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 you believe? I didn't ask. We have to achieve our dreams, otherwise we. Wither and die. We're going to the other cool place in Sunnydale. Okay, so during this conversation in the library, they figure out, because Angel mentions the body parts, but mentions that there didn't seem to be enough body parts to make up three girls. Yes. He also mentions that the cuts looked surgical. Did he? Giles here says, I can't imagine anyone in this school being able to do that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He has no, he no have, confidence. He doesn't no have confidence. near as much faith as he led Snyder to believe. Right, but also this tells them because the body parts are here and five miles away from the graveyard, they surmise that it must be a student who was the grave robber. How convenient! Yeah, but yeah, let's go with that. So, so they're Willow like, mentions that she can think of like five or six science students plus her plus her, mm-hmm. that could do those cuts. Which gives me a good Xander quote. Yep. Um, I did not write it down because I knew you would. <laughs> he says, all right, Willow, come clean. Promise to never do it again, and we'll all go home. Everybody stares at him numbly. He joked. <laughs> it was, I, it's a hard moment to recreate, but it was fun. Yeah. It was fun in his expression during the he joked it's like guys i am (laughs) telling these kind of jokes all the time all the time how are you not for fuck's sake guys seriously yeah (laughs) no seriously though so then cordy very pathetically gets angel drags angel out (laughs) of the library even like a 250 year old vampire has no self-control to say no, but the look on his face when she's, like, dragging him along, she, he's like, I, I I, have to fucking go, I guess. I don't have a choice. This is the true hell. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh. So they decide that they're going to search the lockers of all the people who uh, could possibly have done this. Yeah, they're pretty much just doing a school-wide locker search. Yep. Um, but I think they're starting with the five or six kids that Willow mentioned. Right. And so this actually brings uh, another quote from me. We jump to uh, Xander opening a locker and Giles steps into screen. Yep. And he's cleaning his glasses and he says, standing in my capacity as a school official, this search is completely unauthorized. I cannot condone it. And Buffy responds with fine. Your butt's covered. Want to grab a locker? Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Just real quick, we did get a little bit of exposition before that. There was a quick scene at Chris's house where his mother's yeah. creepily unresponsive. Oh, my God, unresponsive his mother. And watching... Uh, Holy shit, his mother is so old, creepy. Watching old football footage of her other son. Yeah. And it's very reminiscent of Ace Ventura. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Laces out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look. They're oh. tiny footballs. <laughs> they're little footballs. <laughs> Hi, I'm looking for Ray Finkel. The car's running, but no one's behind the wheel. <laughs> and a clean <laughs> pair of shorts. <laughs> so we could quote Ace Ventura all fucking yeah, day. Seriously. Let's not. Yeah, definitely um, not. But in their locker search, they find that <laughs> Chris's locker has... Like Grey's Anatomy and books about dissection and shit. Yeah. Like, very smoking gun. Yes. And Eric's locker has fucking magazine cuttings of, like, a Frankenstein together woman. Uh-huh. And so Noth- they... Nothing obvious about that. They decide that Chris and Eric are trying to build a woman for... Frankenstein style. Boy, they couldn't have been more right. And <laughs> thus, the story continued. <laughs> Cut to a uh, some sort of basement or something. We find out later it's an old science lab. Yep. Somewhere. And uh, Chris and Eric are there and a bunch of sewn together body parts of dead girls on a table. Eric's developing some pictures of Buffy, Willow, and Cordelia, implying... They intend to kill one of them, possibly yep. if necessary, because they're running out of time. Why, if they, if Eric is picking like the hottest chick, I can see him selecting Cordy as labeled the hottest chick. Yeah, because I imagine in his mind, popular is hot. I'm just wondering why he did, why they don't just kill Cordy and bring her back to life instead of sewing her together with a bunch of old gooey body parts. Yeah, yeah, and. Cordy actually kind of mentions this. Did she? Kind of. Son of a bitch. Kind of. We'll get to that. So what were you going to say? My point is, why do they only have a picture of Willow, Buffy, and Cordy? Yeah, what are the odds, right? There are other girls, and I imagine other attractive girls (laughs) in that fucking high school. Why not Xander? It's on a girl's (laughs) body. What's the... (laughs) He's a main character in this show. But they should have included some other random fucking that would have made characters. a lot more sense. Yeah it was like, what are the odds that they would pick only those only three? those three like main include two fucking two other characters. girls seriously. And you can't tell me that Eric because of the way social structures work in the school that Eric picks Willow as one of the hot chicks that he's gonna pick you're absolutely right. He was a jock and a big one. Yeah, yeah. No, Willow. Willow doesn't fit the profile exactly. No, everybody like acts obviously like... the the pictures should all be of the fucking cheerleader squad. Exactly, uh, Willow. Everybody acts like Willow's the ugliest chick in school. It's dumb. Which you know, yeah, she's not, but everyone acts that way. Therefore, it should fit with the narrative. And what the fuck? Yeah, seriously. So anyway, back to school. Uh, Xander and Willow and Buffy pontificate regarding why Chris might want to... And then make we get a little snippet of Nice Guy Xander. Just a, just a wee just bit. Just a little bit. Just a tiny bit. Xander in this scene is saying, people want the dream, uh, what they can't have. The more unattainable, the more attractive. And I was like, ooh, good advice from the creep master. And Willow is looking directly at him when he's saying this, and you could hear her thinking... Right in front of you, asshole! Yeah, and he does it a little more later in the episode, too. And And Xander is very obviously referring to him and Buffy. Yes. And the look on Buffy's face, you can tell that she she knows that. She knows that he is referring to them. So they walk downstairs and they it just happens uh Giles is sitting there looking all nervous, staring wistfully into the distance. <laughs> and, and Xander says, speaking of love, Willow says, we were talking about the reanimation of dead tissue. Do I deconstruct your segues? <laughs> And so Giles is sitting there waiting for Miss Calendar to show up to ask her out. And he <laughs> looks like a nervous fucking wreck. Oh, corpses, yes. Evil, very good. <laughs> yes, very nice. I wrote that one down too. Oh, good times. Oh, this is a really good quotable episode. And Buffy was really cool about it. She, uh, Buffy's all business, and she knows immediately what he's distracted about. Yep. And then she's like, "Oh, oh, oh, he's trying to, he's trying to get with Miss Calendar." Eee! And she <laughs> she jump She switches gears immediately. Oh, on without a, fault. On a fucking dime. Get fucking good on her. Yeah. The whole episode, she's super fucking supportive of Giles, there and it. I love it. Uh huh. I I loved what her her last bit of advice was. Uh, she's a techno pagan, right? Ask her to bless your laptop. <laughs> like Giles has a laptop. Right? That was my first thought. I was like, wait, does he have a laptop? I was expecting him to say something about that, but no, he's too distracted. Uh, well, he was too busy doing all of the things that Buffy told him not to do yep. while he was trying to yep. ask her out. And you know what? The scene of him at, trying to ask out Miss Calendar is amazing. It is. And I wish... I could have his kind of luck when it comes to asking women out. Yeah, no, seriously, though, right? Because he he fumbles it horribly. <laughs> and she knows what's going on. She knows. She's not dumb. And all the advice that Buffy has given him, Miss Calendar recites. She flipped it. <laughs> she totally flipped him. She was just like, uh-uh, I'm on top. And he was like, yes. "Well, I'm I'm okay with that." Yes. <laughs> and so they make a date to go to the football game together. Yep. Which is excellent. Good for them. I'm so happy for them. They look so happy. And then we cut back to the la- or to Chris's basement. Yep. And Chris and Eric are discussing what to do about a head because they they need a fresh corpse in time because if they don't put a head on the corpse soon enough, the decomposition will be too far gone, they can't yeah. reanimate it. So they're debating whether or not to kill someone to have a fresh head. Yeah. Eric's all game for killing. Chris is hesitant. And this is when we find out that Chris has previously reanimated his brother Daryl. Yes. And so the girl that they're making is not for them. It's it's for, for Daryl. Which suddenly makes it a bit more of a moral conundrum. It's like, oh, well, okay, now I can kind of sort of understand. But doing it also that. makes Eric even more creepy. Yeah. Because he's being really creepy and perverted about a girl that they're making for someone else. Yes. He keeps singing My Girl oh my while God. he's cutting out Cordelia's picture and then symbolically chops off oh, her head with yeah. the scissors. It's, oh my God. It's disgusting. But, I mean, basically, somehow. This dude manages to be creepier than the entitled dead cis white guy teenager football player. Right? That's impressive. It really is. Mm -hmm. It really is. Mm. This, oh my. (laughs) Way to put Xander in perspective. Daryl, it's an interesting dynamic between these three characters. Because Chris is obviously Daryl's brother and gives a shit about him and brought him back because he missed his brother. And Daryl is feeling lonely and needs companionship. Yeah. I mean, it's the Frankenstein story for fuck's sake. Yeah. It's the same Frankenstein's bride story, Mm -hmm. but the worst person in the entire thing is Eric who he really is. Why is he involved at all? You know, they didn't, uh, like, Okay, Eric is Chris's friend. And then he never gets any kind of comeuppance about this at the end, does he? No, he doesn't. He's just there, and then he gets off scot-free, because he didn't technically kill anyone. But, like, why is he even involved? Chris is dumb for involving him. He needed (sighs) friends? I guess. (laughs) I guess. He didn't seem like he'd be very good at science, does he? No, he did, he obviously didn't help with the reanimation of the corpse. Right? Well, they tried to kind of sort of establish at some point he was like, hey, Chris isn't the only one that can um, create life or some shit like that. Yeah, but anyway, blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's worth beating our heads against the wall too much no, about that. No, definitely so not. So we cut back to the library, and they managed to establish super quick... That uh, formaldehyde destroys brain cells, and that's why they need a fresh head. No, and that's just a thing that Willow knows. Yeah, right? And you know what? That tracks. Sure. <laughs> you know, I can live with that. I mean, it was a little too coincidental that Xander just happened to be playing with one of those science display heads making bad puns um, right before they even know right, uh, that all three of the heads had been left behind and they don't have a full body yet. Exactly. And then in the library, Xander is basically going on about, they seemed like perfectly fine girls. Why? Like what's wrong with their heads? They had three to pick from. And Willow's like, Oh, it's just formaldehyde. And that gives Giles the idea. Oh, right. Formaldehyde destroys the brain. Yeah. It's almost like the writers were like, Ooh, we have to quash that question real quick. Interesting fact though, formaldehyde does destroy the brain. I'm, I don't doubt that at all. <laughs> so back to Chris's house. Oh well, no. They established that uh, they really need to go track down Chris and Eric right yep. now. Willow and Xander go to go to Eric's house, and Buffy goes. Buffy goes to Chris's, Chris's house. house. And you know what? <laughs> Giles goes to the finally, like the decision that. Buffy goes alone and the other two buddy up. Thank God. Thank God they didn't like, oh, Buffy needs a pal to go with her, yep. but this person's going to go alone. I hadn't noticed a pattern regarding that before. They they really have failed previously in buddying up properly. Good for them getting smarter about their game plan. Yep. Nice. But Giles can't join in on tracking down Chris and Eric because he has a T- he has Ms. to calendar. Go on a date with Miss Fucking. So they decide to meet at the fucking football game, which is yeah, that's reasonable. You know, I mean, Buffy, he let Buffy go on the date that one time. Yep, when she was supposed to be working. This is and this is another moment where Buffy is super fucking supportive because she's yeah. like, "Oh right, you have a date. You do that. We'll meet at the football field." Doesn't miss a beat. Yeah, she was way cooler than Giles was oh, about fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's hard for me to say anything cool or or witty or at all. I I can usually make a few vowel sounds and then I have to go away. I don't mean to interrupt your downward mobility. Yeah, you're the Slayer and we're like the Slayerettes. Oh, please. So, Chris's house, man, this woman. Holy (laughs) shit. Someone needs to see a therapist. (laughs) You know what I don't understand? This, she's so hung up on the death of her son Her son's in the basement, reanimated, right? And he's lonely. And here's couldn't they couldn't they at least have introduced him back to her? She's so hung up on her dead son. Do you think she cares that he's a reanimated corpse? Yeah, seriously. Fuck no, she doesn't care. No, he just but he just wants something to fuck. He couldn't possibly establish a real relationship with his mother. That's not even. Part of the question here, apparently, what the fuck? Uh, the, what the fuck is wrong with this family? Seriously. <laughs> and where's the dad? <laughs> <laughs> too, no, no. Too much. Too much. <laughs> Cannot. Uh, I He said, I'm the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. shit. Um, I do want to make note that... Daryl and Chris, the actors who play them, yeah, they actually legitimately look like brothers. They were they were well cast as brothers, yeah. Um, and part of it might just be that they had the same haircut, yeah. and a, but and a similar face shape. Sure, but it really worked. Like they, they true. I truly believed that they were brothers. Yeah, I didn't think too hard about it, but I did. T- I did take mental note of that as well. And the woman who plays uh, their mother. Talk about really nailing the creepy smoking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was really a smoker. Yeah. I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like, like, that was pretty much all they said on the casting call was, need real smoker. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and she she definitely looked like she had been sitting for the last year in front of that fucking TV in... watching her son play football. Man, you could <laughs> smell that house just looking oh, at it. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> So um, Buffy goes down into the basement. Oh yeah. And almost encounters Daryl. She finds a bunch of paperwork. Um Daryl almost grabs her, but she hears someone coming and then bolts out the door. She hears the door upstairs, but yep. all her suspicions have been confirmed. Narrowly escapes Daryl. How convenient. And we watch her just vault her ass right up in through the basement window which happens to be open in a kind of impressive manner. It was pretty impressive. I almost expected, because of the expression on Daryl's face at that scene, I almost expected him to come back to Chris and Eric and be like, no, I want that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they couldn't quite have shoehorned enough into his already empty character. No, Whatever. So, cut to girls' locker room. Cordy's getting ready for the game, because she's on the cheerleading team yep. still. And Chris cool. distracts her. Eric grabs her from behind. Eric bags her. They drag her away. Buffy Eric saves really her. It really misses quickly. a step here because they they completely failed to use a black bag. And they <laughs> used a white bag. Yeah. And I'm just you know what? I'm very disappointed in their 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 skills at being evil. How do you not black bag a person? <laughs> completely failed to do it properly. You're not wrong. I'm more disappointed in the props department, but yeah. that's, that's just me. <laughs> so Buffy saves her, like, immediately. And she's like, oh god, the game, I gotta go to the game, I'm the apex of the pyramid. Which, I like how they tried to play that off as her being superficial, but I felt like that was actually a really good mark of good character on Cordy's part. I completely fucking agree. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's worried about her life and everything, but she has obligations. To other people. Holy shit. She was worried about other people right after having been kidnapped. That's impressive. That is impressive. So, after Cordy runs off, Buffy is, like, talking to the empty room and chris is still there chris comes out manages to talk some sense into chris because basically her biggest point is look all you've done is steal some bodies you haven't killed anybody yet you can still go back You can still come back from this yeah chris to his merits like you're right i don't want to kill anyone yeah so they go try to but eric has convinced daryl to come out of hiding specifically to kidnap cordy and he does I mean it was partially because Daryl was flipping out and when you've got a zombie strangling you you'll pretty much say yeah. anything. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> I want to take this moment. The makeup on Daryl is really fucking good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Because he looks like a corpse. He, he does. has that waxiness Definitely. to his skin yeah. that really works. He's super creepy. And ah, oh, they did a great job with his makeup. Yeah. So, uh, that that was a quick little scene, and now we're at the football game. Yep. Giles is on his date with Miss Calendar. And, holy shit, Miss Calendar, you, like, she is unquestionably wearing the pants in that relationship. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Giles is just along for the ride, and it works well for both of them. I, I got one of my quotes of the day from here. Go Giles. Right ahead. I she's, know which one it is. She's talking about how much she loves football. Uh, football even though it doesn't have the poetry of baseball and it doesn't have the grace of basketball or some shit he's like well i just think it's odd that a nation that prides itself on its virility would strap on 40 pounds of protective gear just to play rugby (laughs) and then she has the most awkward weird line she's ever delivered and, like, she's not good at sarcasm. No. Not she's really not. really bad. She's like, how dare you make fun of my country's favorite pastime and does this weird hand gesture. It's honestly the worst moment we've seen on camera for her, period. It is. <laughs> <And> Noticeably <laughs> the worst moment on camera, period. I, yeah, I think she was trying to, you know, play cute. Um, and not come off too serious, but it doesn't matter. The the hallmark of this scene, though, is Willow and Xander show up, and they're la- they just stomp all over Giles's date <laughs> completely. <laughs> they're like, "Oh, nothing at Eric's house. We're gonna wait for Buffy right here." And <laughs> Xander just pulls the popcorn out of Giles's right hand. out of Giles's <laughs> hand. I'd have slapped him. And Giles's face is like. What the hell? But (laughs) Miss Calendar's like, yeah, this is normal, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was almost endearing. Dig this. Dig this. Sorry, you had to wait. Fire beheading. Hurry up, sweet dreams, sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams, warm water, water. usual. Oh, yeah. I hit him. What? A desk. And so now suddenly we've got Daryl under yep. the bleachers. Daryl snatches Cordy. Yeah. Somehow Chris and Buffy get back there. They see the pom-pom at the fucking drinking thing where Cordy was snatched. And oh, it must be that Cordy is gone. Yeah. Talk about a leap in fucking logic. Boy, was Cordelia right in the first episode when she said, we don't have very much town here. Clearly, because they can cover the whole thing as fast as they need to. But, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to get your Beer with Buffy Rift in the Time-Space Continuum. (laughs) They're all over Sunnydale. (laughs) Also opens beer bottles. Hey! So, here's what's interesting, though, is Buffy says to Chris... You get Willow and Xander. I'm going to go get Daryl. Because he. she basically says, where is the lab? And Chris directs her to the lab. Yeah. But here's the thing. Why would Willow and Xander listen to Chris? Um, if, if you were Willow and Xander, and the guy you know has been cutting up dead bodies, comes up to you and says, follow me to this place. Hmm. Would you follow him to that place? You'd think it's a trap. You know, if there were only five minutes left to the episode, I'd listen to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> it is the very tail end of the episode. And they did establish very early on that she seems to know and be on good terms with Chris. Right. And So, yeah, I guess maybe he was able to explain it in a way that mattered, but it just seemed kind of shoehorned to me. I, you know, they were using their spidey sense. They said, okay... He's not too creepy. He's not Eric for <laughs> Christ's sake. He's not Eric. Yeah. <laughs> if so... it was Eric, we wouldn't want to follow him. He'd rape us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that escalated quickly. Uh, n- Have you met Eric? Not for Eric, though. <laughs> no. So that's ab- no. That's that's on par. That's for about Eric. par for the course. Absolutely. <laughs> then all the action suddenly moves into this abandoned yep. science lab, and this is when the bit. Eric and Daryl are like looking, they keep looking at the the dead body, which we don't get to see, but they keep lifting up the sheet and they're talking to Cordy, which why not just stab her in the heart so she stops talking first before you decide to cut (laughs) off her head? (laughs) Just get it over with Dexter style. Right. Goddamn. Exactly. You are brutal. You've got all the great ideas this episode, Rex. But Daryl, Daryl actually legitimately says... Soon enough, you'll be in the body of uh, a 17-year-old girl. And she's like, I am a 17-year-old girl. Did she say that? Because I was thinking it. I didn't hear her say that. Like, her entire demeanor is like, I am a 17-year-old girl. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. But Daryl's whole point is like, you have to be a weird corpse thing like me. Otherwise, you wouldn't love me otherwise. Exactly. You need to love Uh, me out of obligation because... you uh, have no other options. Eric and Daryl are good friends. <laughs> because yeah. they're on the same goddamn level. I was going to say the same te- they they're the same team. Oh yeah. They're on the same team. Oh yeah, they're absolutely they are on the nice guy team. Team douche. <laughs> yes. So so the fight is decent. Yeah, here. Buffy pops in, the fight ensues as per every episode that's ever happened. Yep. Um, Uh, The fight has some uh, damage around the building that causes a fire. Yeah, well, they spilled some gasoline. Yep. And may I say, Xander did this slide entrance that would have made Kramer jealous. Right. Did you notice that? I did notice that. Fuck a doodle doodle. This whole scene, Xander is fucking gold. Yeah. Like, he is just absolute perfect. It's very nice. He plays the hero perfectly. So he, he sees the fight going on. Mm-hmm. He runs over to get Cordy, doesn't even hesitate, immediately runs into the fucking fight to get Cordy, but he can't get her unstrapped. Yeah. By this point, Eric has been thrown against a wall and knocked unconscious. Oh, thank God. Right? I didn't even notice, but uh, retrospectively, he stopped talking. It makes me happy to know that. He stopped making mouth sounds. Excellent. He's <laughs> one of those characters, when he was introduced, I was like, is he dead yet? Right. Can we kill him yet? Five seconds after being introduced, we're like, goddamn kill that fucker. And he's still <laughs> alive in the next scene? God. Hasn't he died yet? Jeez. He needs to just stab himself with a knife. And so Daryl has the most hilarious <sighs> anticlimactic and... Yeah, it's Although, just sad. Although, Xander saving Cordy here is kind of badass. It, it was... Yeah. Because so the, the flames get too severe for him to deal with. Yep. And he can't get her unstrapped because he's panicking. Yeah. And she's panicking. Mm-hmm. So he like pulls the, the fucking uh, gurney that she's strapped to back mm-hmm. and then pushes it and jumps on it and slides and rolls through the fire. Oh, I didn't even notice that. You didn't? No, I didn't it notice that. It was fantastic. Oh, no. It's like a like the best badass movie could have made in that scene, and then Miss Calendar helps him unstrap Cordy. I'm gonna go back and re-watch that. Yeah, you really should. Right it- now. Please pause the recording. Thank you for pausing the recording, Rex. Now I've rewatched it. And here we are um i'm no that's a fake out we didn't actually do that so i'm gonna take your take your word for it face value that shit happened at the very end of the fight scene daryl realizes that the corpse that is not alive yet is burning he's like no i want this to be with me and runs into the fire and he's dead now (laughs) and he straddles Oh, the headless no. zombie girl, the headless Franken to be girl. Fair, he's a zombie, so okay, sure. I mean, if a zombie has sex with a corpse, is it necrophilia? I mean, it. I guess, <laughs> is it wrong at that point? It's sad because it was symbolic of his only hope of companionship. At least he died at the end. Like, if he had survived, that would have been even worse. What do you do with a fucking reanimated dude? I don't know. They could have hooked him up with Amy's mom who was stuck in the trophy, maybe. I don't know. No one knows that she's stuck in that trophy. (laughs) Oh, right. You're right. Nobody knows. They could have at least introduced him to his own fucking mother, and they could have been friends. Yeah. Jesus. Maybe she would have stopped watching football. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Seriously. Seriously. Or they could have watched football together. Right. Which is <sighs> unhealthy as that whole idea is talk about Bates Motel. So anyway. Right. I th- I thought of that a few times looking at <laughs> her at their mother. So the cleanup is pretty quick here. Angel shows up and he's like, there was a fire. I figured you were here. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm sorry I wasn't here for all the action. I was watching Oprah. Yeah, <laughs> like I... I didn't help at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, welcome back, you big galoot. Yep. So Giles has a cute moment with Miss Calendar. Haven't we had enough of those this episode? No, actually. I don't think we have. So Xander has a minor nice guy attack. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, oh, hold, hold on. The scene with Willow and Xander and Cordy is fucking phenomenal. Because, so Willow and Xander are talking. Yeah. Xander is bitching about how, how do people like them, like they can't get... Get spouses or whatever. It bothered well, I. Well, I have one of his quotes. He's, okay. It bothered me. He said, "Hell, even the school librarian gets more action than me." And I'm like, "How dare you fucking presume to compare yourself to Giles?" First of all, who's a fucking awesome dude? Yeah, like a pure English gentleman. You fucked hard. Yeah, <laughs> smarter. <laughs> Everything. But Cordy fucking walks up to him and is like, <laughs> you saved my life. Whatever could I do to repay you? Hey, we're trying to have a conversation here. He's a total dick. Complete dick bag. Xander, you can't get women because you're a fucking asshole. And, you know, I think that was kind of the point <laughs> of the scene. And Willow is just like, oh, Xander. She knows, Xander, you can't get women because you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. And that's what they fucking end the entire episode on. But this look on her face is just like, "But you're my asshole." Well, but he's not. Uh, no. Anyway, well, no. But then we have Buffy and Angel in the graveyard. Oh, right. Frankly, all that amounts from that is Angel admits that he was jealous. Blah. Yeah. Grr-arg. Yep. Ger. Arg. 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 Ger- that, arg. That was the episode. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Give, 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 give me more! Nights, I shall give walk in the Hold on. You've got something in your eye. What was your quote of the day, Rex? Oh, my quote of the day. I gotta give it to Angel because his burn of danced with is a loose term, mated with might be a little closer. Was just too fucking perfect um, because that is exactly what she was fucking doing. Right? And she said she was just trying to make him jealous, but goddamn Buffy, that was a bit much. Hmm. You practically were dry humping him on the fucking dance floor. Hmm. What was your quote of the day, Josh? Uh, I'm pretty much just going to pick one at random here. Uh, here's a fun one. So Cordelia said, why are these terrible things always <laughs> happening to me? And Xander says, karma, <coughs> karma. Yeah. And you know what? I think she's dealt with enough shit that her karma's clear. Like- right. Also, it's legitimately terrifying to be... <laughs> A chase down a dark alley, yeah. hide in a dumpster, and subsequently find a fucking dead body in there. Yeah, like that actually is like this is another one of those episodes that kind of actually is a lot about Cordy. Yeah, she's not just making it no, about this, her. This is very much a Cordy and Giles episode. Yeah, because most of the best characterization happens with those two characters. I'm gonna go ahead and agree with that. You know, I feel like that covers uh each of our feelings and summations about the episode as well, yeah, I mean, in the end, did you like this episode? Uh, I enjoyed it I, think, I fucking loved it. I think it. we saw a lot of character development and some of th- honestly, probably one of the densest quotable episodes absolutely. The only thing uh, I really didn't care for in this episode was the main antagonist. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. But it was so good in every other aspect that it's forgivable. Yeah, I think they could have, like, not had the really fucking creepy-ass Eric. Like, there's even a point. Yeah. There's even a point, like, when when Xander and Willow show up at the fucking uh, football game. Xander mentions that oh we we didn't really find anything but we f- we found some pictures and a porn collection that makes me scared. Yeah, that like, was <laughs> it's like holy shit. It was Eric is by far the creepiest goddamn character we've come across yet. Eric was so creepy they could have made him an entire season big bad. Yes. And they wasted him on a half a one-off bullshit character yeah. in this. And not that I wanted to see Eric Oh, more. God, no. God, no. On the other note, though, the actor who played Eric did it really fucking well. He pulled it off. He definitely played it and played it as far as he needed to. It was as believable as it needed to be. All I can say is I hope he pulled it off because he's a good actor and not because he was... Uh, I, hope he, I hope he pulled it off the same way that fucking uh I just brain farted on Xander's actor's name. Oh, Nicholas Brendan. The I hope he pulled it off the same way that Nicholas Brendan pulls off nice guy Xander. Yes. Because it I don't think that Nicholas Brennan is as creepy as fucking Xander is in the first season. I think that's just how it's written. And I think he's a good enough actor that he pulls it off that fucking well. Absolutely. And I definitely want to touch more on that subject later, but I think we've talked in Yag. We're definitely at time. Enough. (laughs) Um, So uh, please subscribe, like, and share as much as you can to get us out there. If you like us. Uh, You can find us on Facebook and Twitter as Beer with Buffy. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, YouTube, and we are always, of course, at BeerWithBuffy.com. If you want to get a hold of us with comments or suggestions or even just to tell us that you like us, you can review us on iTunes, which I highly recommend. That helps us a ton. Yes, please. But you can also email email us at BeerWithBuffy at gmail.com. And don't forget to look us up on Facebook. We have a group where you can chat, and we have a business page where you can like us and find recent yep, updates. And there's already some activity on the Facebook page. You can discuss episodes with other fans, which we really would love to see some interaction there. And I feel like there's somebody we're supposed to thank. That would be Ben, our excellent composer, who is about to play the uh, who created the ending music that is about to play. This has been Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. Hi. Have a good night. Franken <laughs> You are the slayer. Lives depend upon you. I make allowances for your years, but I expect a certain amount of responsibility, and instead of which you enslave yourself to this, this cult. You don't like the color? <laughs> you have a sacred birthright. You were chosen to destroy vampires, not to wave pom-poms at people. Why can't you people just leave me alone? You are the slayer. Go ahead. Mm. Me. I'm a watcher. I, I have the skill. Oh come on. By appealing by appealing to your common sense. Common sense. Common sense. <gasps> dreaded was under your bed but told yourself couldn't be by the light of day one gallon all the world one gallon all one gallon all the, ten ten all the way it was a bit um, british wasn't it Wee! wait what have we done Wh- why are we watching this <laughs>